You're listening to episode number 15 of I Just Want to Be Hiker Trash. I am your host, Hell Yeah Jesus, and today we have my boy Will Early, Mr. Early on the podcast. He is currently a teacher in San Diego, previously in Denver, and he is one of the fastest hikers that I know. He's molding those young minds, inspiring our future hiker trash heroes in the classroom, bringing the outdoors to people who maybe wouldn't have experiences outdoors through teaching, as well as he knows the founders and helped facilitate this program called Zuganru. I'll leave the website in the show notes. Um, basically taking kids who... You know, no more would I get a chance to experience the outdoors and bring them to the outdoors. Sipping on some hot cocoa, looking at the stars, watching the sunset. He also, you know, helped lead gap year programs across the world. So he's experiences all over. We talk about looking at the sunrise and sunset on the Great Wall of China, which is longer than 10 feet. It's longer than 10 miles. But it's shorter than 200,000 miles, okay? So start getting those estimates of how long you think the Great Wall of China is. And don't you cheat because we are going to talk about it in this podcast. So you've got to stay tuned to find out. And we also talk about some silly experiences and how I almost died sliding down a snowfield. So listen up. I'm super pumped. If you're feeling good right now, might as well just give this episode, give this podcast five stars, okay? Maybe give us a thumbs up. Maybe give us an email saying how great we're doing. And by we, I mean me and Rex because this is a team effort. I need his positive vibes to get me through this filming. All right, guys. Stay tuned. Uh, Boom. All right, man. We are recording. I am with Will Early here. I met Will in 2015. Dude, 2015. Yeah, man. Wow. That seems like a long time ago now. <laughs> yeah, it does. We were both camp counselors for uh, in Estes Park, YMCA of the Rockies. Let's go. Great time. Amazing summer. One of the best in life. Absolutely. I do want to know what you've been, what's been going on in your life, man, with, uh, with the Zoom world. How's been teaching been going? For those that, that don't know, you are a teacher. Yeah. Yeah. So I teach ninth grade math at a high school um, in San Diego, California. And it's going okay, I'll say. I mean, I'm definitely over the Zoom. I think everyone is. Yeah. We're, we're currently still fully remote. So, um, and I mean, I, I teach ninth grade. So all the kids are like coming from middle school. Like I, there's so many kids I've never met. Like, you know, and we're like close, like oddly close. Yeah. Or we're like sending each other jokes and email and stuff. And if I saw them on the street, I would like almost not recognize them. Because <laughs> it's like they don't, they don't want to have their camera on. And, yeah, you know, whatever. but it's, you know, it's whatever, like we, we just adapt. So the kids are really adaptable and they've, they've been super funny and like, honestly down throughout, throughout the whole thing. And just for example, like, uh, this girl hit me up last weekend, she's ninth grade, 14 year old. And she's, she sends me this, she, they like to chat or they put like their whole email in the subject line. And yeah. so the subject line, all caps was like, I finally met him or something. It's like, she's been like dating this, this guy for four months. Um, and they met like solving for in my zoom breakout room and just like started, started chatting and whatever. And then they finally, their parents like let them meet at this park, social distance and it's Damn. going well so far. So, you know, a modern love story. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's going, it's, it's, everything's going okay. I'd say. Well, if the parents are involved, you're at least it's not a catfish. I'd be bored. Right. <laughs> exactly. At you least can't you can catfish that. Yeah. Dude. So what it, 
I do think it's so. Uh, fuck me, dude. I'm. I, I just took a pre-workout, man. So I am just like amped right now, <laughs> dude. But I, I want to know. Um, so like last week, I had somebody on, and and they were talking. Their biggest thing was about diversifying the outdoors. And so mm-hmm. you're wearing the shirt right now. Um, but I immediately thought about you because you have are involved in this program called. You told me, and it's Zuganru. Is that there you pronounce go. it? Yes. Yep. What is that all about, man? Yeah, so basically it's a St. Louis, St. Louis, Missouri based nonprofit that essentially has that goal of getting low income students into the outdoors. And so the maiden voyage, the initial trip was summer of 2019. Uh, myself and the founder and like runner um, president, uh, this guy, Zach Smelser, ran a trip and we took uh, some kids from East St. Louis uh, who has essentially never left their like zip code. And we didn't go too far. We we went yeah. to like Southern Missouri, Arkansas, uh, which just a quick plug for Northwest Arkansas, beautiful part of the world. Um, a lot of people don't know, uh, but it's, it's gorgeous. Did like um, some stuff on the water, camping, ton of hiking. And it was a blast. I mean, obviously, you know, you and I have had a lot of amazing experiences mm-hmm. in the outdoors, but for a huge, um, you know, cross section of our, the population of our country, like they just have never experienced that. And so just to see our eyes opened in that way and it, it was really impactful. And so, um, the, the organization is continuing to do that. They even last summer in 2020 ran, ran like a social distance trip in COVID where they rafted a uh, river for like 10 days. And so the eventual goal is to get them out West to Colorado and eventually a um, to somewhere in South America. So definitely some big goals and, and they're really working towards it. So yeah, big, big plug for Zuganru, Zuganru experience. No, I think that's great, man. I mean, are you noticing like kids that you work with? Um, do, do they have access to the outdoors? Do you know, it's like an issue with kids that you work with like currently? Yeah. I mean, it's a huge issue. And like, I used to teach in Denver as well. And so teaching yeah. here in San Diego now, um, in both those places, there's like pretty incredible outdoor experiences that are quite close to the city. But, you know, they're like when I was in Denver, there's a ton of kids who had never been to the mountains and it's like, they live like 20 minutes away, yeah. but it's just not part of like something they do in everyday life. And like, same thing here, the beach is like so accessible, but like, they just like never go to the beach, you know, they just stay, um, maybe they live like 15, 20 miles, but they, they are never able to go. There's like, don't have the opportunity. So just the chance that now we've done like a, a few field trips to the beach with the kids here and there's like, Oh, yeah. this is so fun. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, like wait till you guys can like come here all the time. It's, it's awesome. And is this like an, why do you think this is an issue? Is this like a cultural thing? Do you think it's just like access to transportation or what, what yeah. other barriers or entry? I would definitely um, say, yeah, yeah. Obviously, there's like a myriad of issues, like or yeah, reasons yeah. why why this is. But I mean, I, I just a lot of outdoor spaces are like such white spaces, like that. You just maybe they don't they don't feel comfortable there for for a bunch of different reasons. Like, yeah, um, you know, people are looking at them like, oh, why are you here? Like holding their like backpack, like oh, they're gonna get like stolen yeah. from or something you know it's just like you, you don't want to have to deal with that when you're just trying to like go on no. a hike you know, for someone like you and i it's like we feel very natural and like welcomed in the outdoors but yeah. i just don't think it's like that for everybody has any of your students like have they ever opened up about that sort of uh like issue feeling like excluded from outdoor experiences definitely um and i, I remember when i was teaching in denver this kid was like he all he his like biggest dream was to just like 
drink, wake up by like an Alpine Lake and like yeah. drink coffee in the mountains. And I was like, <laughs> oh, dude, that's like, so like, I like do yeah. that like most weekends, you know, that's like yeah. very doable. And like, but, but what we didn't really realize is, you know, it takes, it does kind of take a lot of like knowledge and effort to get there. Right. And like, mm-hmm. like you got to have like a backpack and a tent and like, there's a lot of like hundreds of dollars that really go into being able to do that. And if you don't have that, then that's like just out of your realm of possibilities. And, and it feels like you'll never get there and you need someone to, or it's really helpful at least to have somebody to show you um, how to do that. No. Yeah. And that's the, uh, it's a crazy thing. Like in general, like I think people like, don't understand like how foreign the outdoors and doing something like hiking is to many people. Like just like me, like when I lead people outside, like I have to carry like so much extra stuff because people don't even think about like little things is like rain. Like I'm carrying extra trash bags so I can cut a little hole for someone to shove their head in the trash bags to get a little rain cover. Um, it's just like these small things. And then you throw on like the other thing, like as far as like race and like um, other, sorry, you just, you froze there. I want to make sure you're still there, but you, you other things. And it's just yeah, yeah, even harder. But yeah, exactly, no, I think man. It's, yeah. it's a lot that goes into it that I think we don't really realize. For sure. Well, so you had that experience like as a teacher and then also facilitating these, uh, and help or helping facilitate this program. Um, but then also, man, you were taking like teens or what was the gap year program you were working for, man? That was crazy. man. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. So that was a, a company called arc programs and they yeah. do like all different types of youth travel. And so I worked four summers with them. That was like, all right, I got my group of 18 students. They're from all over the U S and some internationally. And we're like going to Cuba we're going to Australia and Fiji and then also works their gap year programs where the kids are like, typically like they just had graduated high school and they were taking a year off between before college and they wanted to just travel. So we were like on a three month trip through Southeast Asia or South America. And it was super dope. Like I just got to travel and hang out with these kids and help them like grow and develop through this like amazing experience abroad. What are some of the like highlights that stand out to you about that? Ooh, and especially on like the Asia trip, like it was like every other week we went scuba diving in Thailand, like swimming with elephants, um, got to camp on the Great Wall of China, um, got to go to Halong Bay in Vietnam, like Angkor Wat in Cambodia and just like eating um, the whole time and realizing that obviously to, to have that experience, you need to be like of some means. Like it's not, yeah. that's not there's, there's no way that that's available to everybody, but, um, just realizing that no matter what, like everybody's working through something. And so realizing that each kid is kind of, every person is fighting their own battle and, um, really trying to get them like prepared and like prepped for what they're going to face in college and like helping discover who they are first and what, what values they want to live by. And obviously having the opportunity to like watch the sunset on the great wall of China that just like can lead to like such deep conversations and getting yeah. to meet so many people abroad um, who have lived such different lifestyles and like just experienced a lot of different things helps prepare the kids um, for all the different people that they're going to meet in their life. So some, some super impactful experiences and a lot of highlights along the way. Dude, the Great Wall of China, I was looking at it the other day. I don't know why, but that's insane how long that is dude <laughs> you know people people don't realize like that thing is way longer than you than you actually think 
Yeah. How long is that? Do you, do you know, I'm just like quizzing you about the great wall of China. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I remember before we went and you would think that we would know cause we were, but I, I like just asked every kid, it's like, how long do you, and the answers were like 10 miles, which is still pretty impressive. Like yeah. to build, you know, to like 250. And I'm pretty sure it's like, Oh, way longer than that. <laughs> like, dude, I think it's longer than, I think it's like over 2000 miles. Like I think it's like yeah. longer than all of the, national scenic trails in the u.s really dude i think that it's like a hundred thousand miles long and i, <laughs> I, I i'm not even i'm gonna fucking have to look this up man. i don't even know where my phone is it looks like it's it's thirteen thousand miles fuck long. dude i said a, over a hundred thousand <laughs> so how many <laughs> yeah, i was like i think that would be from Bruh. like china to like west africa <laughs> yeah and so i don't know geography and not get a math either so. so how many ats would that be ATs, I'd be divide that by two, man. Do your math. That's uh, that's about a little under seven. Wow, that could be a good through hike, man. The Great Wall through hike. The Great Wall through hike. Yeah, that's a good one. I mean, you have to you'd have to yo yo that. I feel like because like yeah, you. <laughs> I don't know where don't you know end. where the ends are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't feel. I don't think I'd feel comfortable getting off at one end. I'd have to like yeah, go back and just kind right. of find my way home after from the start again. How do yeah, you, definitely. How do you get in the How do you get in the Great Wall? What are you doing? How do you you climb in this thing with ropes? You basically, so it was so you are not like supposed to or like allowed to sleep on the Great Wall, but yeah, we just yeah. like had this Chinese plug and gave oh, really? them like thirteen hundred yen. Oh, you froze! You froze! You froze! Like, okay, um, so, so you give this man thirteen hundred yen to camp yep. on the Great Wall. Yeah, it's like picks us up in like the outskirts of Beijing. And yeah. I'm like, how long is the ride? And he's just like, looks at me like you idiot. And then just chain smoked <laughs> cigarettes for like four hours as we just drove. I was like, I hope this is like legit. I hope we're actually going to the Great Wall of China. Like I could not, he could be dropping us off in like, I don't know, Wuhan or something. But anyways, yeah. we made it. We made it to the Great Wall. And and he was like, he just pointed up. He's like, all right, there you go. You coming with? He was like, nah. <laughs> just basically i think he just chain smoked until we came back the next day and uh yeah so we just hiked up it took probably like two hours to like really get to our spot yeah. where we were and it was like a somewhat you know because sections of it, it's so old so sections of it are like crumbled and like you know not even passable but this part was like pretty good and there was like tourists just there like with selfie sticks like taking pictures and then we just kind of like hung out the national park when you weren't supposed to be there yeah that was kind of the vibe and then it got dark enough and then we just set up the tents and it was <laughs> that's awesome and so you see you said you saw like an an epic sunset is that was that yeah sunset and sunrise and so we were like pretty far into the trip so the kids were like tired i guess or something but i was like all right so like um i'll wake up everybody at like 5 30 tomorrow and we'll go like hike like probably like a mile and a half to this like you know, you can see it's so expansive. So yeah. there's like a point where it's like the highest. And I was like, I think that would be like the coolest view sunrise. Yeah. And they're all like, nah, I think like, I might just stay like sleep in or whatever. I was like, uh, all right, whatever. Like I'm going for <laughs> yeah. sure. Yeah. So I woke up early and just like went and did that, um, hike by myself. And one kid ended up coming with me and it was, it was pretty brutal. Like it was, you know, that it gets like the great, the, this angle that that wall gets to at some points it's pretty insane like i have no idea how they built it um 
but yeah, it was sweet. So it was amazing sunrise and sunset. I was like, this is quite the experience. No. Yeah, dude. That, Cause I, I was, I don't know why I was like, why was I looking at pictures, man? I, I was researching the gray wall, um, a few weeks ago, man. <laughs> dude. And like, cause yeah. I always pictured it just being like this, like nice, like it's a, you know, it's flat and you're just like mm-hmm. kind of cruising, but no, it looked, there's some gnarly sections I was seeing. Like it's pretty steep, man. And like beautiful on both sides, at least where I was looking on Google, Google maps or Google earth. Yeah. I'm yeah, sure there's some gorgeous. sections that are like, ah, you could do without. Mm-hmm. are you still sorry, you keep you keep freezing i'm no i'm like oh shit am i just talking to myself no so no that, worries i got you i'm here hell yep. yeah dude so other experiences aside from the great wall is there anything else that like stand out as far as like cool locations because wait you, you did you did three months in south america was that with this program yeah yeah same deal so i would say that i mean the galapagos islands incredible like just so much history there and like going to the darwin center and learning about that uh of course machu like that that's a great like hiking experience as well um so you can do like a four-day trip um through the sacred valley to get there um and that's what i would i would have preferred we took a bus there which was fine as well or like a train um and then got to hike down which was super sweet uh we were there for sunrise which was super super incredible time but yeah there's just like alpacas and llamas just like vibing like at Machu Picchu just chilling like down to like take some selfies yeah um so that was that was an incredible experience um getting to kick it in Costa Rica was cool too like definitely Costa is a, a beautiful country um not like the two coastlines and everything so yeah a, a ton of experiences in South America as well so you're talking about that there's a three-day trek a four-day trek is that like what, what's that called um I called the sacred valley trek and so you start i'm gonna get this wrong you start somewhere like that's four days out ish from machu picchu and typically you hike it with you get like a guide and it can also be like a shaman or like kind of like a i don't know somebody can kind of like spiritually guide you as well through that um because such a, a sacred and special place and yeah you just start and then hike like four days um i would imagine you're going like 10 to 15 miles a day and um through this beautiful valley Peru where there's like huge mountains on both sides and like a, a river in between. And then yeah, then on your fourth day you pull up to Machu Picchu and you get to like have an experience, just explore it, see like how wild it was that they were able to build that um in the time that they did. No, that that is crazy, man. Um so Dude, I, I was planned after this interview. This is like the one interview where I'm like, okay, got some points written down, but I fucking chugged some pre-workout <laughs> pre-interview, man. And I have never been this amped in my life, dude. <laughs> You're ready to rock. So distracting, dude. I was like, because I was feeling a little bit low. I was like, it's Sunday. I just took my dog to the dog park. It's cold out. And I was just like, all right, got to get amped up. Just hop by the gas station, grab a pre-workout. Let's chugged go. It. This is a new brand. I've never tried it before. Celsius heat. It is, dude, it's kicking Looks my like ass. Looks like it's working. It is Doing really working, dude. So I apologize, man. No dude. worries, man. It's, it's kind of getting me hyped up. Oh, hell yeah, dude. Well, so, dude, we, we've been talking for a while, and you've been, like, talking about doing the PCT. And by the way, I do want to say, you are probably the one of the fastest hikers that I know. I remember hiking <laughs> up Taylor, 
and like I think you had jeans on, dude, and a snapback. And bro, you <laughs> killed it up. Taylor, that's a steep 13er. And that's after we did like flat top Hallett and Otis, and you just killed it up, Taylor, man. You're like long gone. Um, so you, I, I just feel like I always like remember you just being like the fat one of the fastest hikers that I know, man. Um, yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, even that... in jeans, dude. You're killing it in <laughs> jeans, man. I don't know. You might have been wearing uh, Jordans as well. I have no idea. <laughs> to stay fresh, man. Exactly. Yeah. No, I think it's just, it, it comes from my, like, especially like with myself, I'm super competitive. So like with yeah. doing something like mountain climbing, I just want to like get up to the top, like in the fastest time that I can. Otherwise yeah. I'll feel like a little bit like disappointed in myself. Like I could have gone harder or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I always just go super hard and, uh, since, since then I've been like running a lot and yeah. So I, I love like kind of like speed, speed hiking a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, that, that's good for me. Um, so yeah, PCT is definitely on my agenda, like on my list. I, especially now that I live in San Diego, I'm, I'm able to like section hike it. Yeah. Um, and like last summer I got out to the Eastern Sierra and did like a super fun backpack trip there and just like feeling that out. I'm like, yeah, this is for me. So I, I think once, once COVID settles down a little bit, then I'll start like planning it out and like really, um, taking steps to make it happen. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the reason why I wanted it on podcast, because I know you, you, you want to do the PCT, but also like, I just think like being hiker trash is so much more than just like through hiking. And I think like, for me, like bringing this like sort of inclusivity to the outdoors is huge. And that's something you've, you've been doing since like day one, I feel like, and you've always been like really open and just kind of, I, I just, I just have always liked your vibes, man, of how you are so open to other people and other experiences. And I think that very much embodies what it means to be a uh, hiker trash. But I want to know, like, what do you think hiker trash means? Dude, I think it's embracing whatever stage you're at in the moment. And so like, I've, I've tried to like embrace it a lot on my trips, like with the kids, because especially on the international ones, they're so used to like showering like every day and like, you know, uh, body hair, like, you know, just things being able to like brush your teeth, like from a sink Um, and just like getting outside of that um, comfort zone. And so I, I always try to like, um, instill the mantra, like from the day one, uh, I was like, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And so yeah. I think when you get into that mindset and you're just like stuffed into a van, like for three hours and your, your knees are like up to your chest and like, yeah, everyone smells like ass. And it's just like, that's fun. You know, like you don't yeah. look at that as like a bad situation. Look at that as like a, a very memorable situation. Cause like when I think about, um, some of the best experiences I had in the outdoors, especially like our summer that we lived in Estes, like it was just us like doing wild stuff, like hiking, like way more miles than we should have, or like, you <laughs> yeah. know, like just going, going hard, yeah. like embracing that moment of like, ah, oh, shit, man, we really got to get down this like mountain right now. And, yeah. um, so I just try to instill that with them. It's like, you know, yeah, we're, there's gonna be some times where we're not showering for like maybe a week at a time. And it's just like, it's whatever, like it is what it is. So, um, to get comfortable with that, I, I think that helps you really get comfortable with yourself and, and it helps you address some of the, the parts of yourself that you're, um, I guess that aren't as like society doesn't build up as, as beautiful. And so like the idea of like showering and keep body all clean, if you can also like, um, address some of the parts of like your personality that you, you tend to like avoid or try to change it, it, being comfortable with the outside helps you be comfortable with the inside as well. And that's one of the powerful things about the outdoors. 
Yeah, dude. No, I, I like that a lot. That was actually it was very deep. Can you repeat that last bit for me? Because I had something on the tip of my tongue and I was like, fuck, I needed to say that. And I just fucking forgot it. Being comfortable. The pre-workout got to you. Dude, it got to, Dude, it's getting to me. I, I'm so sorry, bro. I am like shaking right now. No I just worries, need to get, do some push-ups here. I like it, dude. Yeah, we should go <laughs> to the gym after this. Um, uh, what did I say? Getting comfortable with the outside of yourself being like a little dirty helps you become comfortable with the inside, the, the parts of your aspects, of your personality that you are less comfortable with. Dude, I like that, man. I actually really like that a lot. Hell yeah. That was deep. I think it's funny um, because obviously 2015 was before I started through hiking, but I do think that summer was like very hiker trashy, man. Like, do you remember the first, uh, I don't, so I know we obviously met before our road trip, but I feel like that when we bonded was that big road trip. Do you, for sure. Is that your memory? Memory is correct. You froze on me. You still there? Then we were like stuck in a car together. Yeah. What'd you say? Sorry. So I lost you there, but you said, I said, is that memory correct? And I didn't hear anything. Yeah. So see, we like knew each other had met, like worked like kind of, but, um, getting, getting, being stuck in a car together for like, however many, many hours as we were cruising to like, we went to Mesa Verde. Right. And then, yeah, went to Durango, uh, the four corners, yeah, great sand dunes national park and some other random spots. I think well, probably on the way, do we? I don't know, man. We were just in the car. I remember I, I felt like I smelled really bad or something. Do you remember? Yeah, that? but it's like we all did. <laughs> and and I mean, that that's actually a perfect example. I'm glad you brought that up because um, with with that group, like, okay, not, yeah, obviously we didn't shower that. And yeah. We were just like pounding like Lunchables and the bars, like lived off that and like just jumping into the, the cold river in Durango. I remember that. Yeah. And it's just like, it's that type of experience that you just can't get if you're like going to like a hotel vacation and staying in separate rooms. And it's like, nah, like we would have never like gotten as close as we did as clear as we did without kind of that hiker trash experience. Yeah, man. I don't even know. Did I even like, I don't know. Was I even invited to that trip? Did I just hop in the car? (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember getting invited. I just remember I was there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm glad you came through. It might have been the same for me, Uh, but yeah, that that was a, that was an epic trip, man. I, yeah, that was a, no, that was a good time, man. And then I just our hiking crew in general that summer was very funny. I just always remember Brian just like of course to get pumped for the hikes, dude. He always taking like caffeine pills, but the <laughs> night before taking sleeping pills because he couldn't sleep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so pills and then next, yeah, dude. His body's like, what the fuck's going what on? What are you doing, dude? And like <laughs> Do you want me to sleep or stay awake? I had never been like out west so i had never like hiked a mountain before so i remember the first time we were doing we were doing like a big hike we had to leave at like 2 a.m or something yeah and it was like 8 or 9 p.m and i was like all right i I I should go to sleep right now and like brian's like saying like i'm I'm about to take these like sleeping pills if you want some and i was like i don't i'm pretty sure you need to sleep for like eight hours for that to be effective yeah and he's like no no it's fine and then like we got up and he's like pounding caffeine pills at like 2 a.m like and I'm like, I, and then like pounding these cliff bars that had a bunch of caffeine in them. And I was like, I don't, I feel right for your body. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Dude, no. Yeah, no. I remember him like, com- not complaining, but yeah, actually kind of complaining about it. <laughs> <Finally>. <laughs> 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 like, Dude, my body's messed up. Can we slow down? Like, dude, yeah. why, why were you popping caffeine pills at 1.30 AM before you're about to go on a 23 mile hike? 
Oh, dude, that oh. was so fun. Oh, man, he's, Brian is hilarious guy. It's funny how he's like, it's like, I, I feel like we're all kind of like, he was just getting used to like hiking out West and mountains and stuff right. and like got really immersed himself in the culture. But then I feel like he just like really took off, man, and really yes. immersed himself into the like. Yes, he went all in. He'd be a good guest for this as well. Um, and luckily he lives in LA. So like an hour and a half from me now. So I linked up with him not too long ago yeah. and like got food with him. And I was, we were, we were recapping some moments from that summer. And I was like, man, this, this dude is hilarious. What, uh, what sort of moment, moments were you uh, recapping? Do you remember? Well, dude, I remember, I can't remember what certain hike it was. Maybe it was the F hot hike. Um, but for some reason we were like not going out and back and it was like me for sure. Me, you and Brian, maybe Joe. And we had to like, get down this steep ravine that was like fully snow covered yeah and i remember we were all like what like what the hell are we gonna do here and i remember we we're just like all right fuck it we're just gonna like slide on like the trash bags that we brought for like yeah, rain yeah. cover or something and it was like so dangerous like we should not have oh, done that like <laughs> dude yes no that so that was that was f hot that was after andrew's glacier that was the snow field after which people don't think the snow field is way more dangerous than the actual glacier um, oh for sure yeah no i remember that too so keep going so keep going yeah and I, I i can't remember like the order or whatever like how how people went but i just remember like you like specifically like fly <laughs> cruising down and i was like yo is this i was like man i i don't know like what what am i doing right now is this safe like i feel like it's like late in the afternoon like we're like forced to do this now we gotta like route find our way back i was like man maybe i'm not like and i'm in the jeans my <laughs> jeans are like soaking wet like hollister jeans and my shoes and everything i was like man but it's like it's moments like that that you remember way more. it's never really safe to slide down the snow field yeah i would not uh, recommend even though it did make a great story it was yeah very sketchy one of the other things that was so fun about those hikes is remember we would always get those huge subs from like oh, Safeway or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like always the meal. <laughs> oh, dude, I miss those. Like I haven't been able to find those. That was like I remember you showed me that. You're like, dude, it's just like four ninety nine. It's a huge sub. You can like yeah all day. It's great, and it was. And then we would like go to McDonald's after like hiking twenty five miles and just like pound like forty nuggets. Oh, oh yeah, dude. My my order is always uh, I get the like three McChickens, three McDoubles, no pickles in the McDoubles. Boom, gotta get it. You're good to go. It was it was good post hike fuel, honestly. Dude, yeah, really. I always remember like so that's like my my, my day hiking for whatever reason. It's like I right, gotta get Mickey D's after when I'm yep. backpacking. I'm like craving Subway, dude. I get two subs after a big backpacking trip. Two footlongs. Two footlongs. Twenty four inches of sub. I love yeah, that. right down the gullet, man. I'm taking it. Boom. What's your what's your post hiking meal? What's it look like? So let's see. Day hike. Now that I'm out here, probably in and out. In and yeah. out goes crazy um, after a day hike. And then um, recently we got done with a few days backpacking in the Eastern Sierra, and we did like barbecue and just Ooh. like mac and cheese, like baked beans. Um, like ribs, tri-tip, like all oh, burnt ends, like all that. And that, that was like, that did the job. Yeah. No, that sounds like it would. Yes. It was fantastic. Damn barbecues. Yeah. That sounds way better than Mickey McDonald's, man. I feel like I'm doing <laughs> yeah. it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Dude, in and out dude, I don't know what, what I feel about in and out Like you go there and there's like one thing on the menu. 
and they ask you what yeah. do you want and it's like there's only one item i'll just have the one it's item like, why are you asking me <laughs> how many items are on there like what is in and out all about dude i've been there I like maybe literally once. three options you can get like the single cheeseburger yeah the double cheeseburger or like a single hamburger it's like just there's three things only which i kind of appreciate because there's like the thing called like the paradox of choice that we're like facing where like you yeah. go to the store and there's like 14 kinds of ketchup and you're just like i don't even feel like i'm gonna make the wrong decision so in and out you just go and you're just like are you hungry or like really hungry that's like all you really need to ask yourself and then they have like this whole secret menu that i don't fully understand yet i'm like not enough of a californian to get that yeah but you can get like the animal style fries and blah 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 this crazy stuff but um overall in and out's pretty decent i so when you brought that up the paradox choices though that just made me think about something like i think that's one of the big things that hiker trash is is like you you eliminate when you're outside and backpacking or hiking you eliminating all these outside choices man and so you have Mm -hmm. like very few choices that gets you in these crazy experiences um i think that minimalist mentality is something that's very important that hiking allows for so that's definitely and also do you remember devin colgrove working at the ymca when you did Devin. he's a hike master i worked with him last some he actually was on this he uh but he uh did the peace corps in guatemala and that's one of the biggest things he he remembered coming back from guatemala to the u.s is just the amount of choices that we have here in the grocery store yeah it's crazy yeah i i guess i don't i don't know i, I it's, i'm assuming it's crazy but I've never been to a place where they don't have as many choices. Oh, I thought you were saying you've never been to a grocery store. I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. For okay. sure. Just like pre-workout, all, pre-workout only, Subway. Just keep it simple. Dude, I honestly, I like pre-workout way too much. And like people make fun of me, but I will literally, I take that on a through hike. That's one of the biggest things I take. Pump out the last six miles, toss some pre-workout in. Wow. So done. caffeine that's doing that for you, do you feel like? Dude, it's probably the caffeine, probably a little bit of... um placebo effect right uh, and now that but i said that it's ruined but yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude no it gets me so pumped to hike dude i get sometimes i get so bummed man and i toss in that pre-workout i shake that up in my bottle and i chug it dude and it feels just just so good dude i do remember that about hiking with you you you're definitely bring like the I, th- I think i've watched you like just eat uh instant coffee without water <laughs> does that does that feel on Brand no, it for you? feels that feels very unbranded for me. I actually think I just posted an Instagram video of me on the Colorado Trail doing that. Love that. Yeah, I just like caffeine, man. I like getting just pumped up on it. It's good stuff, man. I, I agree. What do you What do you do? What do you get to get? What do you do to get pumped on hikes? Ooh, I like playing trail games, man. I, th- yeah. I think because I've been on so many hikes with kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like just doing like black magic. Um, and just like any, any trail game, just like fun ways to like, um, you know, occupy your mind a little bit that that works well for me. No. Yeah. And that's true. Like people think like want to romanticize the outdoors as if it's like, so, Oh my God, the birds are so cool. Like, and they, they are, but dude, right. it gets boring, man. You're walking after about 30 minutes. Like let's, uh, okay, cool nature. Can we get something fun happening here? Like, right. You gotta sometimes do something to occupy the mind. Oh, hundred percent. And do you, do you feel like a lot of people bring like headphones on a through hike does that, does that feel common in your experience? Uh, in my, I I'd say, yeah. Um, I mean, I definitely need music and there's like always, 
you go onto the Reddit pages and there's always that like people hashing out like, Oh, you need music. <laughs> okay. Dude, I need music, man. Yes. I don't know how you, how people do without it. Seriously. And this, the ability to do like audiobooks, podcasts, things like that. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping somebody is listening to this episode while they're on a through hike. That'd be amazing. Oh, that would be amazing. That'd be, that'd be full circle. Um, I agree, dude. Uh, I mean, I've never been on a, on a through hike, but if I can't imagine like hiking for like several, several days and like having that many hours of just nothing, I don't think that would be for me. Dude, but I mean, if, keep going. Sorry. If I could throw in some tunes and like get my, I mean, it's like the same thing when I'm running, like I always run whenever I'm I run with music, so it's like yeah, same same concept basically. Well, you just finished the marathon, didn't you? Yeah. Did you couple have couple halves? Oh, let me just flex this real quick while, while it's right here. But ooh, couple halves, got a full. I, I've had like my a few fulls already canceled this year, but maybe in the fall I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some get some more going. So when did you do your marathon? Um, let's see. I ran the Fort Collins Marathon 2017, I think. Yeah. And so that was, that was tough. Cause it was at thousand feet of elevation. So mm-hmm. it was up there. Air was a little thin in, in Fort Collins that day, but, um, Fort Collins is an amazing place. And so just to get to like, go get some beers after at those breweries and stuff, um, was sweet. But do you have some marathon or a marathon? You said it, a few got canceled. So obviously you have some planned this year. Or? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I was supposed to run one last my my eventual goal will be to qualify for boston which is yeah. tough but um eventually one day um so yeah i was gonna run one like last may that got like of course canceled um i i did i had a half marathon that was going to be on march 15th so like right when everything closed down so that that almost went but it didn't but um i still like just ran it on my own which was cool yeah um and so yeah i was supposed to have one on june 5th here in san diego but that got pushed to the fall so Hopefully we'll be able to run them then. When you're running a marathon, you're, you're listening to music then, right? Or no? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Same. I mean, ex- very similar thing. It's like, I I guess I maybe could, I could do it without it, but it's like, it's going to keep help me keep my pace, stay stoked. Like, it's very helpful. What are the go-to jams on trail? I, I asked uh, last episode what he was jamming on trail, um, but what, what do you jam out on the trail, man? Dude, I'm Cardi B. Cardi B? Through and through. Yeah, I love Cardi. Cardi. I don't know if I know any songs by Cardi B, to be honest with you, other than Anaconda, right? Is that her? No, that's Nicki Minaj. That's, that's Nicki, Fuck. man. Come on. Oh, dude. Yikes. I don't Yikes. know Cardi hey. B, man. Well, this has been fun. All right, bro. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Cardi's great, man. She's She had like her biggest songs were like, I like it like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, dude. I like that song. Okay. Yeah. Song's banger. So she got this new song called Up. Okay. It's it's dope. And it... Like if I'm, especially if I'm in like a long run, like I'm on mile 18 of 20 yeah. and I'm just dogging it. If I hear Cardi come on, like, dude, Cardi, Cardi gets me pumped. So her and then like Meg Thee Stallion, like that's my celebrity crush. Yeah. Um, I don't She's know got a nice booty, I heard. I think she does like the booty challenge or whatever. You, you, you've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I've never seen her. I don't know what she looks like. <laughs> I just, I've just seen the challenge. And so I'm assuming that because the challenge is about like shaking the booty that she's got a nice booty. I've literally, I don't know who Meg Thee Stallion is. And honestly, I, I think I thought it might have been Cardi B. I it, <laughs> so in your mind, Meg Thee Stallion, Cardi B, and Nikki 
are just all the same person. <laughs> and that sounds terrible. And it's not, it's just like, I don't listen to that type of music, man. Um, uh, no, but I, I know Nicki Minaj is not Cardi B. I just like that their music mixed up. Yeah. And I never yeah. physically seen Meg Thee Stallion. I thought that might've just been Cardi B's other stage name. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not even joking. I thought like, I'm like 50% sure. I was like, I 50% think that might be another person, but also that might be Cardi B. It could have gone either way in your mind. Yeah, really. I, I know I'm, <laughs> But it sounds like she's a very attractive lady and I might have a crush on her as well. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. So um, definitely her. Actually, last weekend I was in uh, Joshua Tree National Park, which was awesome. And did the classic, like, all right, I'm just going to, we're just going to go for this weekend or whatever. And hopefully that we'll get like a first come first first serve campsite. No, no such (laughs) luck. The, the, we're driving in the Ranger. We go, um, we, we got there, like we, we left at like six in the morning to hopefully like get this site. So yeah. we pulled up at probably like 8.30 a.m. And uh, we, we uh, there's like BLM land outside of the park that you can stay mm-hmm. in. That's like our backup plan. And so we pull up and we're like, hey, like, do you think there's any uh, campsite, like first come, first serve campsites available? And she just literally laughs. <laughs> no, no, like definitely not. She's like, so what's your plan going to be? And we're like, oh, I guess we'll just stay at the BLM land. And she's like, oh. BLM land sucks. And I was like, Ranger said that to you? Yes. Yes. It was so weird. Like, shouldn't you just be like encouraged to like get out here? But uh, she wasn't super far off base. It was like, I mean, it's like in the desert. So it's like so cold, like so like exposed and windy and like no services. But you know, that's just like, that, that made it like more fun in a way. Like we're, we're like huddled. We couldn't have a fire in <laughs> California. We're just like all like huddled around like one Lucy light, like <laughs> trying to like, rock, like while well, my corneas are just getting like destroyed by the sand. <laughs> it's like a very memorable experience, you know, for, for the same reason. So yeah, no, that's funny, dude. That was recently. That was like, yeah, that was last weekend. Oh, that dude, you're that close. Jeez, man. Joshua tree is one of those national parks that I want to see. Uh, I've never oh, been there before. Beautiful very very unique landscape like with these i mean obviously the joshua tree is like yeah oh yeah it's cool sticker there Ooh. Um, yeah that's kind of how they look and yeah it's a cool place um just like a very like you know it's a desert so but we did this awesome like oasis hike so like they actually have oasises yeah oases and yeah we just hiked like a few miles and it was like all desert, like rocks, like hardly any vegetation. It was like pulled up and there's just one spot where there's natural water. And there's four, it's called the 49 Palms height. There's like 49 Palms. And it's like, it's one spot. That's an oasis. Interesting. Why did, you, and why is it called Joshua tree? Is, is there some guy as Joshua who's claimed some sort of tree? Gotta be, huh? Like, I'm sure the natives had a name for it. And then, like, the, the first white guy came and was Joshua. like, Joshua. Oh, no, no, no. Like, I'm Joshua. So I will completely rename this, like, amazing, unique tree um, after myself. And yeah. Yeah, that's very on point, I guess, for uh, America. Yeah. Yep. Sadly. And even stole that name, dude. It's like, there's so many, there's South America, there's Central America, and we've claimed America. Like we're just America, and yeah, my God, dude! It's like, uh, did you forget about Mexico and Canada, also part of North America? Literally, and that's what's kind of funny about like when we'd be traveling with the kids, like yeah, in like um, Cambodia or something. Someone's like, "Oh, where are you guys from?" They'd be like, "America," and then they'd be like, "That could literally be from Canada <laughs> to Chile." Yeah, like yeah. 
you know, but that's like such an America mentality or like United States mentality. Yeah. Where it's like, well, certainly you should just know what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's interesting. What, so what are, so there's also, there, so there's got to be a whole bunch of culture shock, like a whole bunch of culture shock when you're traveling, especially with youth who are still learning their own culture. But what have been some of the biggest like culture shock moments that you guys have had? Uh, yeah, I, I would say like being on like public buses in China, we had to take this like public bus that was like 11 hours um, from like Beijing to like the, the countryside, like the rural part. Yeah. And you can like, it's totally acceptable to like, one chain smoke cigarettes in like a closed bus that's like just on par so like yeah everybody's just like chief and cigs and like just hawking loogies like onto the bus floor super oh my, common yeah well. like, like right onto the floor i'm like you oh. gotta clear it you gotta get it somewhere and you're not gonna yeah. swallow that yeah like i you know it was what it was man and <laughs> and then also like we were like in in like urban Beijing and yeah. this kid was like, Hey, well, I gotta go to the bathroom. I was like, all right, dope. Like, I think there's one like public restroom right over there. And it was just like a room and completely lined around the perimeter was like a whole bunch of just like essentially just holes in the floor, like the, the Eastern toilet. We don't have like our Western toilet, with like the whole seat and everything. Yeah. Like squat over this hole. And there is no like, um, dividers or doors or anything. Oh so my it's, like, gosh. A bunch of other Chinese dudes in there just like, pooping and you're just like making eye contact across and they're just like on their phone smoking a cig chilling like wave at you bukachi cheshe and it's just like totally normal and i was like okay this is this is what it is and i'm just like if they don't think this is weird this is this isn't weird like it's yeah their culture you know so we've yeah we've made this the fact that's weird up in our head but that's that's right. insane i don't know if my body would let me do that I don't think I have a shy <laughs> bladder, dude. I remember. I don't know if you remember this, dude. You might not have. We are so. I, this is I don't know what, whatever. We are snowboarding, and I think we are at Keystone or something. Yeah. And uh, I we go to the bathroom and it's crowded and like there was a urinal and there's no dividers at the urinal and there's just mm. and like I there's like two urinals or something there and there's a line and I couldn't pee and I remember you telling me that a way to get over shyness is to do math in your head it's true mental math yeah. time i've always special. been doing that dude i every time i think about Has you it worked? telling me that uh about probably about 30 percent of the time okay well we'll take it <laughs> i think because i think i overthink it and then i just start doing more problems and i start getting more complex and i'm like i can't <laughs> do this calculus <laughs> Shit, dude <laughs> i just i'm working on carrying the one dude and i'm carrying multiple ones I'm like, there's too many <laughs> ones to be carrying bro I can't carry that much weight. I'm an ultra lighter, dude. Oh, ultra lighter, dude. Oh man, dude, but, that that's awesome. But you help me, you dude. No, trouble, seriously. Do you have trouble using the bathroom in the outdoors ever? Dude, yeah, I'm going way too far. Like I have literally, like people just like go like, uh, and you can still kind of see them. I'm literally right. like, I'm peering behind trees, like making sure there's no possible way for somebody to see me. Um, wow. Which is, dude, I've gotten. I remember like in Maine because the it's super like forested to the point where like there actually was somebody who tragically got lost and uh, perished on trail. And like, you think that's crazy because it's like, Oh, the AT, there's no way you can get that lost. But I actually had one of those moments where I was fearing for my life. I was on top of a summit. You're on a summit and like, you're still below tree line. Um, right. And I went to go take a, a, a poo, take a number two. I got lost in the summit, dude. I literally am like freaking out. 
Yeah, and all I need, I just need to take a few steps off trail and the forest is thick enough where it would have been fine. Dig a cat hole right. and you're okay. But dude, no, I got lost because I, I went way too far. Um, that's my problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like I go way too far just to go to the bathroom. Because I'm, I'm too, I don't know. I got sh- a shy bladder and a shy sphincter, dude. And it's not doing its job. Hey, it's just part of who you are, man. I'm glad you made it out. Yeah, me too. But I'm like, part of me is just like, dude, just like go to the bathroom, man. Like, why do you have to go that far? Dude, something I'm interested in is what um, lengths you've seen people go to to maintain the ultralight lifestyle. Oh, man. Yeah, there's... Dude, people just said the funniest things. I don't even know, like, stuff that have actually... The funniest things I see are, like, on the ultralight, like, Reddit page. But, like, in real life, I don't know if I've seen, like, the crazy things. Like, you obviously, I've... So I don't sleep with like, I've done stupid things. I'm like, I, like I cold soak, which is already silly. Like you can still be ultralight and have a stove. Is that um, where you, you don't have any like form of flame. So you like cold soak, like. Yes. Or so like, uh, like the big, the big thing in the ultralight community is to have the Talenti jar, which is just that, that sorbet Talenti and you eat, mm-hmm. eat the ice cream and then you just got the container there. And so what the idea is like your last water source or whatever, you fill up your Talenti with some water and then you toss in like your food, like your couscous, whatever you have, um, even like mashed potatoes, whatever. And then by the time you reach like your lunch spot or like your dinner spot, like your food is rehydrated. Um, and so it makes sense. Um, your food's not hot, which people want a hot meal at the end of the day. I honestly, I don't even do it that way. I just like, I get to my destination. I'll just fill it with water and I'll wait a few minutes and I'm eating crunchy food. So like cold soaking is literally you're just soaking the food in cold water. And I don't even right. do cold soak, dude. I just like fucking toss my food in and cold water and then instantly eat it. Yeah. Yeah. I asked because I was on that hike in the, in the Sierra like last summer and it's, I mean, it was like a four day hike, like at most. And I saw this dude like kind of out towards the end and I was just chopping it up with him. And he's like, yeah, I'm kind of an ultralight guy or whatever. He's like, so yeah, you know, I like, I, I trimmed my toothbrush. So it's just like the bristles <laughs> yeah. and yeah, dude, exactly. And he's like, yeah. I, I cut off the, the ends of my shoelaces so that I don't have extra weight there. And oh, I trim like my Ziploc bags. So there's only the, what I need. And I was like, man is that really but then you know it's like ounces or pounds pounds or pain don't they say that or something so i guess yeah it adds up. It, it adds up man um i'm not like to that extent i definitely have t- i cut my toothbrush in half i don't even bring toothpaste because like my dentist said hey toothpaste doesn't really matter you just long as you're brushing um, toothbrit wow is that is that a, t- a, a take that's what my dentist has said as long as you're like brushing your teeth you're fine it's like the toothpaste like has like the fluoride or whatever so it's going to help with like plaque um but the main thing is just like getting in, if you can't don't have access she basically i think she was saying if you don't have access to toothpaste don't just like don't brush your teeth because of that like, right still brush your teeth it's still or, like the people it. do like the finger thing where they put toothpaste on their finger like that's uh-huh. like does nothing like might as well just like use a toothbrush oh so the, t- the paste like helps with like the your bad breath and whatever and shining your teeth polishing them but it's really like the toothbrush that does all the work so i i took that to heart man and i'm like all right well i'm not gonna use toothpaste i don't need the toothpaste that's i remember when i was in um i was in like rural kenya and i had this thing called the maasai brush and 
I, some, some kid forgot their toothbrush or something. So this, you know, what our like guy just like took us out. We walked like a hundred yards into the bush and he would just like pulled this plant out, like cracked it in half. And he was just like, here you go. <laughs> and it was just like this certain kind of like uh branch or whatever. They like frayed really well. And then oh. we just like brushed our teeth with that. And it, I guess it's like the same concept, right? Like you yeah. don't really need any paste or anything as long as you're like, yeah, brushing your teeth, you're chilling. Yeah. You're just trying to get that plaque buildup off. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that's crazy. I do like that branch too. I wish there was like branches like that just laying around. Cause right. I don't use toilet paper, man. I just use the trees that are around and, uh, really, I mean, that's probably better. I guess dude, but no, there's, been, there's times and like, you literally have nothing and you got like, I remember this is on my big hike and I'm like, this is like the middle of the night. So it's like pitch black out. There's a full moon and it's just beautiful thing. Cause I'm like on top of flat top at this point and like mm-hmm. full moon, 1 a.m. or something and uh i'm enjoying it and then instantly an, an emergency shit hits me and i'm like fuck dude i don't know what to do like i, I have to go right now and right. there's nothing that i can't like it's dark so it's like i can't like pick around and f- maybe find something and so mm-hmm. i literally just had these like pebbles that i'm just like kind of like scrunching Ooh, my hand and, yeah like, like a few yeah. of them and just yeah and it's messy and it's not fun and it hurts but so you end up in situations like that. Um, yeah. Just like maybe. Dude, I want to get your take. I know you're a big, uh, you really like when people play, bring like a Bluetooth speaker in the outdoors and like play it on a hike. Is that true? I d- are you making fun of me? <laughs> I hate when people do that. So I wanted to get your take on it. I wanted to, I wanted to set you up. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I d- don't like that. Um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But like I have been around people that do, and like actually one of the guys I interviewed, he he does that. But like his excuse is like grizzly country, um, which makes sense. Um, I I try to be I don't care either way really, unless it's like some shit music. I'm like, all right, man, come on, right? But uh, and that even that that's a bit of an asshole move. Like, what makes music shit? But yeah, I don't know. I try to be respectful. So there are definitely been times like on the AT, like the first time I was out, my head phone jack broke and so but i'm like i need to listen to music right and so like i didn't know what to do so i just and i had my i remember my dad sent out this like old ipod shuffle and like yeah it was cool but it lasted for an hour the battery lasted for literally an hour <laughs> that's that's literally it yeah and so i like all i had i just had my phone and so i would just start blasting it um mm-hmm. and then i'd see people and i'd like turn it down but, right uh, I guess like, like as long as like you make the effort to turn it down when you see people. Um, but yeah, it does kind of take away from the outdoors and then that's like the noise pollution. And then is that LNT? Cause you're, that's noise pollution. You're leaving a trace. Uh, Dang, that's a good point. What's your, uh, what's your uh, opinion? Obviously you're anti Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, I'm not into it. I, I think you gotta like, I encourage people to use headphones, but it, it feels invasive that I'm like in the outdoors and I have to listen to, to another's music, but you know, no, I, I, no, what it is. I definitely, I definitely agree with you. Like, I, I think it's, and then like you're taken away from the potential wildlife that people could see. Um, right. Because of that. So I, like I made fun of the hike your own hike uh, saying, <laughs> have you heard that before? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. so passive aggressive. Um, it is. <laughs> but so I, I try to be like accepting, but, that is one of those things where I'm like, just like, we don't have to take the speaker. 
Yeah, leave the speaker. <laughs> leave the speaker. I get it when you're camping, but there's just, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm trying to be accepting of it and understanding. And I've also been, like I said, I, I do it with my uh, my phone. When I my headphones not working, I've definitely played music out loud. Right. So do you have like a one kind of luxury trail item that you that you bring that maybe most other people would just leave at home? Yeah, man. And you're doing a great job interviewing way better than I've been doing this whole interview. Dude, this is funny. Cause like, I'm going to answer that question, but I have literally, this is one of the few interviews I've, I prepared. I'm like, my boy Will's coming on. I'm going to prepare, write some stuff down. I can't read my handwriting. So that didn't fucking help. But then I like, I, I, I botched things with this like pre-workout, man. I've literally been amped up, too amped up to even think, but uh, so I appreciate you. Like, all right, let's uh, let the master interview here. <laughs> Let's get I mean, this thing all under- day. Like I'm like pulling, <laughs> pulling answers for like X equals four out of 29, 14 year olds all day. So I got to, this is natural. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's something like, I can only imagine like being teaching and especially like, like if people's cameras are on, like, I don't know what I would oh, do. Right. Like, it would be a terrible experience. And I say that and I'm in school right now and I'm the guy who doesn't have their uh, camera on. Oh. Um, so <laughs> I'm an asshole. But as far as your question was it luxury items, yeah, my luxury items is like a big anchor uh, power bank. It's like 13 ounces. Um, oh. I, I upgrade it, or I think it's 12 ounces. I upgraded, I had one that was like a pound, but I, I upgraded to the 12 ounce one. So what all do you need to charge? Like a phone? Is there anything else? Just my phone, dude. Just my phone. But I listen to music way too much. Like I'll and like I hike for like a long time. Like I hike for for uh, I don't know morning till past like when it's into the dark. So like right. realistically, probably hiking like twelve hours if not more a day. Yeah, so it's I mean, like twelve you know, hours of listening to your music. Um, so are there some? I think I've heard some some takes, some opinions about like using your phone like GPS to like help you route is that like people on people who do that or what's the energy about that dude yeah i mean like so like when you're on a national scenic trail like most people don't hate on that because they're 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 using like gut hook which is like one of the guides Uh um and like that's the one or the app but it's an app and a guide um and it also is a gps i meant to say um so it's like all encompassing and i'm like i'm very pro hooked i think it's like it it becomes an issue when you depend on it and like you're blindly going into the outdoors just, just depending on this like gps to know where you're at and you're not paying attention to any other things i um, see yeah it's like, like people I who think, drive with like google maps on like always yeah. like to get home every day from work it's like no exactly no so like if but i think on the national scene trail at least you're like headed in one direction and so it's not like a spider web of like trails that you have to follow to get back to your car or whatever right um but i i do, I do like it because i've definitely gone off trail and then like i'm like oh shit and like i'll click the little ping it and it shows that i'm off trail um wow but i see the point people who are like don't depend on that because like i have had instances where like your your phone like the battery dies and you don't know what to do and so you need to know like and that's why I, I used to be super like paranoid and carry like a paper copy of the guidebook. And like, now I'm just like, whatever. Um, too I can, much weight, too much weight, man. I can figure it out. Um, yeah. But I do think it's beneficial to know how to orienteer and like know how to use a compass um, and figure out where you're at in case you do get lost and like you lose Definitely. that, uh, whatever that GPS, like a lot of people know how to use a compass. Um, it's, and it, 
it seems like it's an, an easy thing, but it's it's actually not because like you have true north versus magnetic north, and then using right. that on the map is tough. So it's like it's kind of a an art that's not being used, uh, but it's beneficial for sure, especially if you're going for like a day hike and you're trying to route. But as far as like through hiking, I think like you're fine without a compass for the most part. <laughs> right. Depends on what you're doing. Like, I, I think if you're doing a day hike and like you're trying to route yourself and like orienteer, like you definitely, I might, I might tell you that you might want to have a compass and like a, a map, but if you're just like doing like a through hike and like, you know, like you're headed in one direction, you're following these blazes. Like, I think you're probably be okay without a map and mm-hmm. a compass. And even if you did have a map, like you're going to like be finished with your map in like a day or so, <laughs> your yeah. map can only be so big. True. True, true, true. That was just a l- very long-winded answer to your uh, question. So you use the app, gut hook. I use the I use the app, man. I think it's I I strongly if you're planning your through hike and you're like, do I do a guidebook? Do I do an app? I think gut hooks is very does a great job. Um, on the AT, the big guidebook is a wall, and like that helped me out big time for my soba planning for the first time I was on trail a wall guides so i think if you're somebody who needs a paper copy there are definitely options out there i think the colorado trail has another thing too to pl- like these trails all have like guidebooks that you can find in like a facebook group that somebody recommends and those are right. helpful for someone who's like very anti-app but i think like on trail i think but so planning wise i think having a paper copy especially for, for your first through hike is like beneficial at least for me but on trail, you soon realize having a paper copy that's like, you know, getting dirty and like potentially wet is like not as helpful of ha- as having like an app and gut hooks does a great job. And there's also comments when you're able to get into town, you can reload these comments on like water sources. So like starting out on the ah. PCT and the CDT limited water sources, you could like click on a water source and it, from your last time to get like wife or whatever it loads the comments and so realistically you can have like a pretty um recent like comment on like how the water source is or how like a certain or even towns like how what hostel is better than another hostel based off these like mm-hmm. comments uh, which is very helpful to have that is i see and it's like you have your phone anyway so yeah, like we can't like act like you're not going to be carrying your phone. Like you, I know people want to be anti-phone, but like you have your phone. Like might as well like use it for some sort of like positive than being so anti-phone. Like right. I only use it to call if I need help. Well, okay, well, but maybe use it before you get to the point you need to call yourself. Where you need help, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I also use a spot too, so I don't know. Like I have a spot just in case. That's like a, a beacon or like a GPS deal? Yeah, no, it's essentially, yeah, it's like a tr- transceiver th- thing. Like it just, uh, uh, I'm sure. So just like in simple, simple terms. Yeah. It's just like a GPS where you has like a few preloaded messages. And then if I need it, I can do an SOS thing and you, you pay for it. Like this, the thing itself is like, for what I have is not as expensive as some are like some of the Garmin GPS, super expensive, but you are paying like an annual fee for like, or sometimes they're even monthly. Um, but it's like peace of mind. And just in case you have like a SOS, right. You know, you'll be good. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think it's a necessity. I think that just like my dad, actually, when I started hiking alone, he like was like, please get this. I'll buy it for you. If you get it, it's just cause like, um, peace of mind for him too. Exactly. 
Yeah, man. I mean, are you are you in the midst of planning or thinking about planning your a through hike? I would say I'm in the midst of thinking about planning a through hike. Yeah, for potentially like 2022, 2023 timeline. Yeah. I think. Well, fuck, dude. I mean, I think I'm thinking about heading off on 2021, man. 2021 really? next year. Well, if that would be enough- this year. So you. Oh, dude, it's 2022, man. No, it's next that, year. That pre-workout really got you. That pre-workout, bro. dude, I'm on, yeah, man, I'm losing the years here. Yeah, no, 2022, yeah, I might be doing the PCT or CDT. I don't know, or I'm thinking about something. Really? Yeah. Yeah, next, uh, a year from Keep now. Keep me in the loop, bro. But you're you're a southbound only guy, is that true? I know that's kind no, of No, I know thing. it's like traditionally, not like I, I, I rag on being Nova, but I'd probably, I'd probably go northbound um, on the PCT and, Right. Does anybody well. go southbound? It's yeah, just yeah. a weather thing, huh? Uh, it's definitely easier as far as like weather. I've heard to go uh, north. I don't know enough, but yeah, there definitely are sobos. I actually was thinking about doing a sobo PCT hike uh, a little bit ago, and I was like, oh, maybe I can get done before school because I knew somebody mm-hmm. who was doing it. And like, I think there's been issues people finding a way to start just permit wise, like oh. across the border. I've heard like some weird things. Um, you can definitely get it done though, going southbound. Um, so I, I don't know enough to even speak on it, but there are definitely PCT Sobos out there and the same with CDT, hmm. well, but I think I would them. go northbound. Uh, but yeah, if you're dude, if you're planning, man, you got, think of those dates. Cause like November comes and like, that's like, they sell at like 15 of the 45, uh, or something like that. Uh, permits or actually no they sell like the majority and then they leave like 15 open for like february or like january so they go quick you're saying yeah so oh, i wish i like knew more about this than i now i don't know just because like covid everyone's like no we're not doing permits but like november i forget the date 35 50 people can leave per day right mm-hmm. and i'm pretty sure that's the right number they sell 35 of those permits the per day permits in november and so that's like a year before. So this November for 2022, mm-hmm. like you're going to want to get right away on the system for the permits. And people yep. like literally will get there like minutes before, like they're like spamming this page just to get their permits. The first 35 and like the PCT, there's a smaller window to leave just because like you leave too early and like you're hitting the Sierras. Like once there's like a whole bunch of snow, which isn't super safe or you leave mm-hmm. too late then like you're in the desert, right? Where there's not like water. And so there's like a smaller window for the PCT leaving. And then on top of the reservation system, there's a few ways to get around it by like not technically leaving at the beginning, but like, I don't know. I I, want to leave at the, you know, yeah. Actual point. Yeah. Um, and then, but then if you don't get it that day or whatever, then you have like in January, I believe the last 15 permits, Oh, okay. They go then. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. All right. That's good to know. You got to be on your stuff. You do. Yes. Cause I actually, that was when I did my Sobo through hike, I was actually thinking about doing the PCT. Um, and I tried to get the right day and I didn't. Yeah. I couldn't um, get that November. Yeah. And then like, I think I even tried, I don't think I even got the right day, man. I think that was the big issue. I can't remember but I was struggling logistically because I just couldn't get the right day. And then like, there's some other things and that's why I decided, okay, I'll just do the AT 
again, just because I, I know what I'm doing there. Is is permitting a little bit easier on the AT? Uh, if you're going northbound, I don't think there's there's any. Uh, southbound, huh. it's a little bit more difficult. Like going southbound on the AT, you definitely need a permit for, unless like my dad took me out there. So that was really nice of him. Um, but like traditionally, like Katahdin Stream Campground is where Sobos will stay. And so you mm-hmm. want to get one for before you hike Katahdin because Mount Katahdin like takes like a day and then most people they'll hike Katahdin and come back down and then stay for the night and then they'll start on the hundred mile wilderness. Mm. Um, just because it's a, it's a long way for the, until the first shelter on the AT. Um, so that's like, you want to have your camp site booked at Katahdin stream for that day. Um, right. And then even hiking Katahdin, like you want to make sure you get like a, a permit to hike that because only a certain amount of people can go out a day. And I remember getting there and my dad, the second time it was fine because I had a I had the campground booked. So it was like super easy. But the second mm-hmm. time we didn't do the the campground and I wanted to hike Knife's Edge and which is even harder to get whatever. It doesn't matter. We literally, we showed up to the spot at like before 5 a.m. just to wait to get right into Baxter State Park so we can make wow. sure that we're... Yeah. And there's already somebody there. I think we we might've been, Oh, maybe we're the first regardless, like quickly there's like a line that started forming. So going southbound that Baxter state park is very strict. They're all about preservation, which is great, but it makes it through hikers. It's a little bit more difficult to like, some challenges. Yeah. yeah. You, gotta be on, you just gotta be on your stuff, prepared, plan, plan things out. Yeah. And then like so, southbound to you also have like the hundred mile wilderness to deal with. So that's like over a hundred miles without like, this is a hundred mile wilderness, but like really you have like, it's like 125 till Monson. So it's wow. like you have that many miles before your first resupply. Um, though now there is like a hostel that you can go to in the hundred mile wilderness, which is kind of weird. And like, it's yeah. on like, it's on like a, a lake and you like hike a quarter mile off trail to this radio and like radio somebody and they'll like boat to the end and like pick you up and then like take you to their hostel. I, I didn't stay at it. I've known people to stay at it. Yeah. I forget what it's called. Um, huh. But, or people do like what I've done both times is like mill knock it going South. The, hostel there will have a little cash for you like halfway through the hundred mile wilderness you don't because they recommend carrying 10 days with the food which yeah like you want and like i average like two pounds per day and like in order to get enough calories you pretty much like are thinking two pounds per day um mm-hmm. and so that's like 20 wow, pounds right there weight. man it's a lot of yeah. weight to be carrying so and a lot of re- like a lot of people's backpacks aren't that big you carry 10 days with the food so mm-hmm. and then also having all that food and then having to worry about like hanging that food up. That's a lot of weight for a branch to be carrying if you're doing airbags. Um, so yeah, knowing that you can have an option to like cash, like half your food, five days of food and pick it up halfway is like nice. Definitely. So that's on the AT. Literally. I think it's just Southbound that you really have to worry about logistics. Um, Mm -hmm. other than like the Smokies are tough for the Northbounders. Smoky mountain, great Smoky mountain national park because like, issue there is like you get a permit and so getting the permit for northbound is easy um or like through hikers in general you usually you'll get it like the town before then you have like your permit to hike in the national park but the Mm -hmm. the national park makes you stay at the shelters Mm. and so you have to stay at the shelter The, the problem is like 
there only two through hikers, I believe, can are allowed to stay at the shelter. Like more could stay if there's like uh room, but people book out the shelters. So if somebody who was like just day hiking or I mean like out for like a weekend backpacking trip or whatever, if they had claimed that shelter, like the through hikers have to leave the shelter. So I've heard like horror stories of like people being forced to like you had to stay in the shelters, they're all set up. And then like nighttime rolls around and the group that like had like whatever got permits for that shelter rolls up and then they make the through hikers like leave. Oh yeah. Cause there's no room. That's brutal. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's so bizarre not to worry about that. Um, but as a North founder that I've heard like just crazy stories about that, but that's about it. AT is like pretty easy as far as like permits, um, which actually I think they should do a permit system just cause it's so overused down at the right. Southern section. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like crazy. Like you can just you can just tell like going south, like obviously when I get to the finish, like I would finish in October. Um and like there's not that many people on trail, but you can see evidence that there had been large amounts of people starting just based on overuse and like having these like shelter areas. I don't like staying at shelters, but it's nice to at least have a lunch there if you're gonna mm-hmm. um but they move the area where you can camp down South just because there's so many people. And it's just like, dude, the very beginning, because so many people drop off within the first, right. like, we'll start 50 miles. Yeah, dude. I mean, even going North, like, I think like going South, like you have to know what you're doing. So less people, I think drop out from, and like your hundred mile wilderness. So you, how do you drop out of there? But like going yeah. North, like you could just be like, go through hiking kind of on a whim i guess and uh realize quickly like oh shit like this is way different for you yeah so you have a lot of people drop out and then like once they get past georgia like you don't have to worry about the overuse quite as much it didn't seem like right but yeah man i think like pct dude is like a great hike but just that get that permit in that's the that's the thing that's the big one yeah but you know, if you don't get the permit, there's other trails too. I wouldn't be bummed out. Right. Oh, there's no shortage of trails. Like I'd, I'd love to do El Camino in Spain. That would be amazing. Like some cool ones abroad. So, dude, the El Camino, man. I've been trying to get. I know. I've known a bunch of people have done that. It's crazy. That's like such a cool experience. Just like that whole pilgrimage. Um, you'd be a great person right. to go with, man. Like I feel like you really embrace like the culture and like you're such a talkative and genuine guy. Like that would be. Definitely, man. That'd be a blast, dude. I would love that. Yeah. Have you uh, have you thought about doing that seriously? Have you thought like made any plans or just like kind of like a bucket list kind of thing? I mean, like pre COVID, yeah, that was like I'm definitely going to do that by the time I turn thirty. But um, now we'll see. We'll see. Because I mean, I studied abroad in Spain, so it has a special place in my heart. Yeah. Um, like I, it's a great country and. Same thing, like known a lot of people to do it, and they're like, "Yes, like definitely do this." Um, but we'll see, we'll see, man. Got to get everything else in life kind of like taken care of first, and then and then we'll get there. Yeah, dude, for sure. Well, I do want to probably gonna let you go here pretty soon, but I do want to know just like one of the questions I now that this pre workout is wearing off, and I'm feeling like I can think. I one of the questions I want to know is like, how do you think people can do a better job mm-hmm. of like diversifying the trail? Like, what do what can we do to help out? Like, as people who enjoy the, mm-hmm. the trail. Wow, that's a great question. Um, I think just doing your best to uh, promote 
inclusivity in the outdoors, whether that be like just chatting it up with anybody who's out there. Um, I think a big one is, is offering just to your friends or people that you know, that aren't they they don't seem like outdoorsy people or like hikers or whatever, like, you know, start small. Like I, I had never been camping before I moved to Colorado that summer. And so, um, the ability to like be under people's wings, I think is super important. So, uh, using the connections that you already have, but like people who, who don't experience much outdoor time and showing them what you know, and then they can expand that to, to other people, I think is a super powerful way to do that. And yeah, just, just doing your best, best to, to promote inclusivity in the outdoors is, is however you see fit. Yeah, man. I think that's great. And I think like, it's really cool. Like, because like, I mean, obviously like we're both white guys. Right. But I think like you coming at from like your perspective as a white guy and then like you work with like your students are pr- predominantly is it are they predominantly black or what is uh the demographic there i would say currently um little i mean southern california more like uh latino influence or latinx yeah. um so yeah more of that but in the past it's been more african-american people of color in general um i think are obviously yeah. super underrepresented what do you th- like for people who just think like uh, man, maybe it's like they don't want to get outdoors? Like obviously, it seems like that's not the the case. Um, what the biggest yeah. thing being like just like underrepresent um, underrepresented, like as far as people getting outside. Yeah, I mean, and and keep it in mind that like it's not like a safe and comfortable space for everybody. So like just cause it's like a, a fun, like therapeutic thing for us doesn't mean it's, it's like that for everybody. So realizing that, you know, just like they might have things that they enjoy that, that you don't, it's like, it's the same thing. So, um, although it is like being, being outside is amazing, super fun, and impactful, um, not for everybody. So I, you know, just letting them like, not like forcing it on them, I guess is what I'm trying to say, you know? Yeah, no, I think that's like an easy thing is like people are like trying to be like, so overly inclusive that you try to like just like don't know what to do but then end up just like forcing this like ideology onto people that's fucking how we came into uh the united states or the united states like just like forcing our ideals uh onto people (laughs) um it's never good so exactly and i think what i've been trying to do do more is uh something called like a land acknowledgement where you like do a little research on like the trail or area that you're gonna go towards and like what what it was before like white people came and like what maybe like sacred value that it holds or um the people that originally inhabited that land and just like trying to educate about that a little bit and so it can it can help you like you know fully understand the situation and like why you now have access to like go on like a three-day backpack that wasn't always um like that there wasn't that trail yeah for sure man well like I ask everybody, do you have any last words or something that you, you really want to get out a story or anything, anything you want to say to people? I think, um, the main thing I'm wondering is when the hair is going to be coming back. I think a lot of people are really missing, um, the hair, uh, your, your long hair. I know that yeah. I'll speak for myself in that. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, it's just been nice to, to get to know a, an influencer, uh, yeah. such as yourself. So that's been, that's helped my kind of clout a lot. Um, yeah. So I want to thank you for that additionally. And uh, I, I'd love to see um, Brian on this and I'd love to see Dan on this. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, I think they would, they would be some cool guests. So, um, I'm just excited to see more, um, from the podcast, man. I'm, I'm happy that you're doing it. I'm super thankful to have the opportunity to come on. Um, and so just, yeah, keep doing it. It's, it's super fun to listen to and watch you promote. And obviously like your humor has always been amazing. And I hope that we can link up in real life soon. No, for sure, man. I, I, I do as well. Man, I, I, I miss you, man. I, I want to hang out. I don't remember the last time we, we saw each other in, in person. Too long. Dude, it literally might have been when we went snowboarding that one time. I think at Keystone. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. That was several years ago. Yeah. No. <laughs> so. Yeah, man. No, I really do appreciate you coming on. I do apologize at the beginning, man. I was out of it. So I do appreciate you staying. No worries, on. man. But um, so. How can people follow along for any dude? I am always laughing at the stories that your students about your students and just like <laughs> just like seeing how you're touching other people has been like really fun to watch. So how can people follow along, man? Yeah, um, mostly IG, like Instagram. I, I've been posting. I've been trying to post like the funny things that happen in my class more because I think people really get a kick out of it. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to keep doing that. I've I've been doing uh like I, I do fake sponsors for my classes. Like I, I, for example, was like, uh, I'll be like, all right guys, like we got to pay the bills. So today's math class is sponsored by chocolate milk, like drink chocolate <laughs> milk, blah, blah, blah. Here's use code like Mr. Early at checkout for 15% off. And then the kids, <laughs> the kids are like emailing me like, Hey, I'm like, the code's not going through. Like, do you know why? I'm like, where are you even putting that code for in? Chocolate milk. Yeah. <laughs> chocolatemilk.com yeah. are you telling them that like at the groceries like i don't know so anyways I'm, I'm trying to like do fun stuff like that in my class and just like um post it more on instagram but um i would say follow scott on everything and then um follow me on instagram if you want <laughs> and so what, what's your instagram handle um real will early because there, there were some fake ones so i had to oh dude yeah i know no i get it you know, how it, goes. You know, I know how it goes you know how it goes yeah, yeah, that's why I put the official at the end of my name just to make it right, you know, right, same, yeah. same concept. Yeah, well, like real and official, those are like pretty much the the new uh, check marks on Instagram. exactly. Yeah, we're basically verified. Yeah. Well, dude, thanks again for coming on, man. And I will just uh, post this in a few weeks if you just want to send me a photo. That'd be awesome. That you want me to toss on the Instagram. Will do. Will do. Thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Have a great yeah, rest dude. of your day. You too, dude.